I don't apologize for my intensity in Jesus. I believe he's worthy of our praise. I believe he's worthy of a song that each one of us can sing to him. I believe he paid the price on the cross. And I don't, I don't apologize one little bit for the, for the intensity in my heart for how much I love God. I believe God is so worthy of it. And, it, and it's like I'm willing to give my whole life to the gospel. And what that means is this, is I'm willing to wake up every day and give my heart to Jesus. I'm willing to go throughout the day and lay my heart down so that God can see that I'm not just another person, but I'm a, a, a person that wants to know who I'm, whose image I'm made in. And each one of you is made in the image of God. Amen? Amen. We don't just gather in a building to like have church. We gather in a building because we are the church and we want to encourage each other and stir each other up in the faith that we believe who God says he is so that we can go out throughout the week and, and show people the, the bright light of Jesus on the inside of each one of you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Have a seat. Have a seat. So the title of my message today is I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. How many of you guys say that in your vernacular when, you, when you're hanging out with your friends? They say something dumb. You're like, I'm dead. No? Okay. So, so how, I want to ask you guys this question. How many of you guys read your Bible daily? Hands raised couple hands going up. That's good. That's good. Do you know that Jesus is the fulfillment of the word? In John 1.14 it says that he is the word become flesh. That Jesus was the word become flesh. So this is what it means. It actually means Jesus is both the word prophesied and the, and the word fulfilled. What it means is this. Is they were speaking of Jesus in the word and his life being as a human being was fulfilled as he walked on this planet earth. So when you read your Bible, you're not just reading a book. You're actually reading a person. You're getting to know who Jesus is. You're not reading to just like do your due diligence as a Christian. You're actually getting to know the one you love, Jesus. How many of you guys know from the foundations of the earth that Jesus was, well, Jesus was always the point? From the very beginning, Jesus was the point. Jesus, without Jesus Christ, I say this all the time, without Jesus, there's no Christianity. Without Jesus, there's no church. So Jesus is actually the only point in which we come together under. We come together under the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Uh, I want to play a quick video for you guys because I love, I, I love you guys' generation because you guys had the funniest sayings I've ever heard in my life. And so I just got that video ready. Awesome. Crank it up. Volume is probably down. My name is Benji, I'm from New Jersey, and I'm looking to Gen Z Catalysts. They have become uncontrollable. It is taking over my life. I can't even have a simple conversation. <laughs> My name is Benji, I'm from New Jersey, and I'm looking to Oh, that's repeating. They have me. Alright, how many of you guys do those mannerisms? Anybody here? Few of you? I can't really see the lights like right in my eyeballs. Raise your hands, wave at me. Do the period. Right, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm dead. Uh, okay. So I, I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to relate to your guys' generation a little bit. Yeah, I'm an old dude, but I try to I try to, you know, be still relevant and cool and I, I'm gonna do my best this morning to to relate to you guys. Um but I, I wanted to share I want to share the gospel of Jesus with you guys and I want to share the point of why we're Christians and what Christians are called to. 
See, we're not called to just be in a group of people and, and live in this, this thing called a, a, a club of Christianity. Like we're actually called to lay our life down because Jesus first laid his life down. And it says this in Romans 6.11, it says, So let it be the same way with you. Once, since you are now joined with him, you must continually view yourself as dead. Say, I'm dead. <laughs> Period. No. <laughs> you must continually view yourself as dead and unresponsive to sin's appeal. Meaning this, you don't respond when sin is, is tempting you. You're unresponsive to it. You're dead to sin. But you, and it, and it continues, it says this, while living your daily life for God in your union with Christ Jesus. Meaning this, you're dead to sin, but you're alive in Christ Jesus. So you don't live to sin. <laughs> no? Yes? Maybe? I mean, you know, some people, they wake up and they're like, what am I going to do today that's bad? Anybody here? That's my brother. That's your brother. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll let your brother uh, fend for himself. When he, maybe we'll ask him later. So, so some of us, we, we live our life and sometimes we wake up and how many guys plot the next sin you're going to commit? You like start thinking about it. So I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. So it's like this. It's like, I'm mom, I'm going to so-and-so's house, but you're really going to someone else's house. Anybody? No? Everyone's like, look at me. Like, Stop calling me out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like we live a life and sometimes we plot out our next move, our next sin, right? And then, then you're, not, you're plotting out your, this next sin you're going to do, but then you're plotting out like your response once you get caught. Like how are you going to get out of it, right? No? Anybody? Am I, am I, is this too much truth? <laughs> You're like, stop, man. You're making this awkward. It's all good. So, so, but Jesus grace in this, this message, and I want you to hear this. So, so I know, like, uh, you know, growing up, and, and even still sometimes, I'm like, okay, I just did something wrong. How can I fix this? How can I make it right? And the only real way to, make it fi to fix it and make it right is to get real and get honest, and then allow God, the Holy Spirit, to convict your heart bring the transformation and change to your soul so that you don't even desire, you actually start to count yourself dead to sin. You don't, you don't wake up in the morning and go, how can I get away with this? How can I do this? How can I do that? Well, my mom and dad's not home for 15, 20 minutes, so I have about this much time to do this, this, and this, then I can go hide whatever this item is, stuff it in the like, furthest corner of my closet underneath, underneath the, the sole of my shoe so they'll never, ever, ever, ever find it because my mom just looks, my shoes stink. She doesn't want to go smell my shoes. Right? And so we, we live a life of always trying to manipulate, hide, and, and, and shuffle things around. But God doesn't want us to live like that. He wants us to live dead to sin. Amen? So, so we live a life. And, and, and so each one of us has this opportunity every day. The Bible says to take up your cross daily. What does that mean? It means to die to yourself and follow Jesus. So, so the Christian walk is not, it's not about being the best you. <laughs> It's not a self-help book. It's, it's a die-to-yourself book. Amen? It's, it's a living your life in Christ Jesus book. It's, it's no longer I who live, but, but Christ lives in me and through me. Right? I don't, I don't try to do good. I'm good because He makes me good. Right? And so sometimes when we're trying, how many of you guys ever try to not do the wrong thing? <laughs> you try really hard. Right? And that temptation's there. Right? Mom's like, no cookies before dinner. And you're like, mm. We never have cookies unless I make them. Right? No cake, no cookies, no ice cream. And you're like, dang, how can I sneak a cookie? 
<laughs> okay. And then you just grab the fork and you just like take that little sliver off the cake and take a real quick bite and put, it, put the lid back on. Wipe the fork off to make it all shiny. Put it back in the drawer. No one saw me, right? Or, or like don't open your Christmas gifts and you learn how to just so ever so slightly cut the tape just perfectly along the edge so you can open it up and then rewrap it and put the tape back on and mom will never know that you ever looked at your Christmas presents before Christmas morning. I did that when I was a kid. I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was bad. <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. I was bad. I was always, I was always scheming. I was always looking for a way to do something to get away with it, right? And but see, I, I, I learned something as I've got older that it's better to do the right thing than to do the wrong thing and ask for forgiveness. It's a lot easier, right? The Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. So what does that mean? That means this: it's better to do the right thing than have to say I'm sorry, right? Say, oh, I messed up again, right? And so in John chapter 12, uh, verse 24 through 26, it says, Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains a, only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will, will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep, will keep it for eternal life. So what is it saying? It's saying this, I, I don't love what I love just for selfish needs, selfish gain. I don't love myself more than somebody else, right? I love because Christ is in me. He's, he's causing compassion to work inside my heart to go after. What's compassion? Compassion. Co-passion. I mean, it's you and Christ joined together and he's moving in your heart. Your two become one. He's moving in your heart to be passionate, to reach into somebody else's heart or somebody else's life and show them the love of Jesus. Right? So we're moved with compassion inside of our hearts. So this, this seed of sin inside of us has to die. And it only dies through an act of submitting your heart to Jesus. Submitting your heart to Jesus. So, so but if the, seed, if the seed dies, it produces many seeds. So do you guys know that when you plant a tree, uh, you plant a seed in the ground, the seed actually dies before the, the, the tree starts to sprout or the, or the bush or, or plant or whatever it is. The seed in the ground actually has to die before it produces a sprout to come out of that seed. And so if you're looking at the Bible, anytime you look at the Bible, the word, the, anytime there's a seed, that means purpose. Like when you plant an apple seed, the, the purpose of that seed is to produce what? Apple trees. And apple trees produce apples, right? And so, but that seed goes in the ground and it has to die in order to produce, to multiply. The, the point of Jesus being like the, the seed of God going into our heart is so that we would die to ourselves, or that seed would die in us. He died for us on the cross and he produces his life in and through us. And so then the multiplication of that is this is I die to myself, and as I die to myself, his nature starts to multiply through my life. So what does that mean? Does anybody know the fruits of the Spirit? What is it? Bam, you got it. Everybody give her a hand. Oh, come on, that was a golf ball. Give her a hand, come on. So it's love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness. <laughs> Gentleness and self-control. You got it. So, so, the, so let me ask you this. Does an apple tree force the apple to grow? Do you ever see an apple tree like... Grow! Grow! 
No? You ever see that? What happens? It just automatically does it. Why? Because it was made to do that. Do you know that because you're made in the nature of God, you're made in God's image, you're actually made to produce the fruits of the Spirit? You're, you're meant to produce love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control. You're meant to produce those things through and in your life. And when you're not producing love, love is patient, love is kind. Love, come on. Doesn't envy, doesn't boast, right? We can, we can go on and on. I can, we can go on and on through all these scriptures. But the, the point is this, is if you're producing the love of God in and through your life, you're actually showing who God is through your devotion and your love for Him. Not you're trying to be good. See, how many guys feel like sometimes Christianity could seem kind of like a, like, oh, you're a bad person or you're a good person, right? You can, oh, you're, you're bad, you're, you're this or you're that. And you get all these labels that people want to put on you. But it has nothing to do with your behavior and everything to do with the transformation of your heart. And that only happens when you die to yourself and you become alive in Christ Jesus. And so, so the, and then because it, it, it said here, it says, if, it says, it says that, that uh, we join ourselves to Christ and then we continually view ourselves as dead and unresponsive to sin's appeal. How many guys are, are, find some things appealing that aren't that good for you? Right? Yeah? <laughs> She's honest. I love honesty. That's good. So some of us find, find certain things appealing that aren't that good for us, but we have to die to that thing so that we're not, up, we're not intrigued by it. That we're not, we're not desiring it, right? In James it says this, there's no sin that God, is, God doesn't tempt you because God doesn't tempt. But there's any sin that's in you that, 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 you're, that you're tempted by is a sin that's already in your heart. So what's that saying? It's saying this, that sometimes people are more attracted to, to certain sins, right? Some people love to steal. They get a, like a, get a high off of it. Some people love to lie. How many liars we got in here? <laughs> No, oh, you're all lying right now. <laughs> Come on. And so, so, so like, we, you know, each one of us has a pet sin. Just like in, in uh, Lord of the Rings, my precious. <laughs> right? We have, we, each one of us has a pet sin that we just, we just keep it mine. You can't have it, right? So we have, each one of us has a temptation, right? Mine just so happens to be cheeseburgers. I love them, Right? And sometimes on the way home from work, I'll sneak one. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> right? And so, so sometimes, sometimes we, we have these things that like are intriguing to us or that are appealing to us. And just because it's shiny and pretty and looks neat doesn't mean that you should have it. Amen? Right? Because sometimes on the other side of shiny, neat, and pretty is poison. <laughs> Right? Just because you, you, you put like chocolate frosting on a turd does not make it delicious. No? Right? You put chocolate frosting on it. Oh, that looks so good. And then you bite into it. I guarantee you. You're not going to say it's so good. Right? So just because something is covered in candy and sweetness doesn't mean what's on the inside is good for you. Right? And so sin sometimes is appealing like that. It looks interesting. If it wasn't looking interesting, then it wouldn't be tempting. Right? How many guys, you see somebody, they look like a nice person, and you get to know them, you're like, they're not a nice person. Yeah, anybody? I mean, or, or are you that person? <laughs> right? So, so sometimes we meet people, and we're like, oh, they look so nice, they're just nice to everybody, and then they're like, they totally mean girl you. Right? And so, so like, the, the, the goal here is, is to see things 
for what they are in, in, inside yourself. What am I drawn to? Am I drawn to the, pure, the, 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 the purity of God, the, the innocence, the, the, the holiness? Holiness just means set apart or healthy in your spirit. The holiness of God, sanctified, set apart for Jesus. Am I drawn to that or am I drawn to things that, that create chaos in my life? How many of you guys like to watch Real Housewives shows? I hate those shows. They're chaos. The whole time, huh? I don't even watch that house. Yeah. So, so, so like they, they're chaos, right? They're always fighting. They're always throwing drinks at each other. They're always, something crazy is happening. And I'm just like, I, can, I, can, I don't want this argument in my house or on my TV. I don't even like arguing with anybody. Like I'd rather just be loving and caring and, and kind, right? That's a good thing to do, right? Amen? Okay, well, I, I believe it is if you don't. And so, so we have to view our lives as unresponsive to sin's appeal. Like, I don't respond to that. How many of you guys, have someone, you guys ever played the silent game with somebody? The silent game. Someone's talking to you, you're like, you hear that? I don't. Right? What? <laughs> She's like, oh, PTSD. <laughs> My whole life is a child. No. <laughs> um, so, so like sometimes, you know, when sin's coming, you just go like this. Huh. You hear that? Oh. Oh, I don't hear nothing. You, I, anyways, Jesus, we, we were talking, and I, I just, I love that you do this, 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 and you just start talking to God, right? And so you, instead of responding to sin, you respond to Jesus. It's so easy. You don't like I, I say this a lot too. You don't have to try not to try not to sin. And then the thing is, is it, I want to I free you guys' heart up. Say, say this for me. Say I don't. I don't. Say it out loud. Say I don't. I don't have to sin. Have to sin. <laughs> wow. How many of you guys are a victim of your sin? The devil made me do it. No. Right. So so say say say, say, say I don't. Come on, allow. Say it, say it, say it with some authority. Say, I don't, I don't have, to have to sin. Oh, wow. I just see freedom all over you guys right now. It's wonderful, right? The chains are falling. They're melting off of you right now. And so, so we don't have to walk in this, this, this nature that, that, that was the fallen man through Eve who ate the fruit and she gave it to her husband Adam and then sin just crept into the world and, and just has infiltrated all of us. We were born into sin because we're human beings, right? And so we have to be born again in our spirit. This is what Jesus was talking about in John chapter 3 with a guy named Nicodemus. And so he was talking about being born again in your spirit. So your inner person, the way you think, who you are is being transformed and changed back to the original image in which you were created to walk in. In the, in, the, in, the, in the Bible, when God was creating the heavens and the earth, He said, let us make man in our what? In our likeness and our image, right? So each one of you, because you're mankind, both male and female, right? Each one of you, you're, you're made in whose image? So what are you created for? God, His image, His nature. Right? And, and so you're not created to do whatever sin desire you have. Right? You're not created to just follow your flesh and just, and by flesh I mean sinful nature, and just do whatever you want. Live, live free. Because what I've found in my life is that sin is usually a trap. It says in the Bible, sin is crashing your doors, don't open it. 
Right, it's crouching at your door so don't open. It's like a, it's like a, a roaring lion just crouching, looking for whom he's made devour. Satan is always looking for opportunity to get you when you're tired, when you're grumpy, when you just don't want to hear it, when you're just like whatever, and you're just, you just don't care. And, and, and you find yourself in a space in your heart, in your mind, where you're physically worn out, and so then you just give in to whatever the temptation is. How many of you guys wear your parents out when you want something? Please? Please, 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 right? You just, come on, please, mom, please. I want to switch. Please, mom, I want to switch. Take a Nintendo Switch, please, please. And your mom's like, shut up. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> right? And then, and, then, and then eventually, and then eventually she's like, fine. Right? And then she gives into it, and then she goes and gets you whatever you've been begging her. Cookies, mom, cookies, please have cookies, mom, please, 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 please. Right? And she's like, oh, my gosh. Can you just give me five seconds? <laughs> Have you guys ever heard that? Just give me like ten seconds, please. Just right. And then we say in our house, we say you get what you get. You don't throw a fit, right? And so, so like our lives, when we when we when we bury ourselves in Christ Jesus, His nature is starting to work through us. We don't have to try to be Christ-like. It's in your devotion and love to Jesus, your nature starts to change and transform. If you can be Christ-like on your own strength, then why would you need Jesus? See, we need to rely on his, who He is, His nature, and, and, and what He does in our hearts to show us who we are called to be as, as, as Christians, right? So Christians is, just literally means Christ-like one. So it says this, uh, um, let me go back to it. So it curl falls to the ground, it dies. And so it says, you know, if you want, if you want to find your life, you must lose it. And you've got to lose your life in Christ Jesus. Meaning this, I just surrender all who I am to Jesus. And Jesus, I want you to live through me, right? So when, it, when, it, when, it, when a seed goes into the ground, it has to die in order to produce whatever it is. So seeds mean purpose. What's your purpose? Is it to be the best you or is it to shine Jesus? See, we're called to die to ourselves. So we're not called to be the best me or the best you. You're called to shine Jesus, right? So we trade our old life for a new one. So I want to tell you guys a story of a guy named Moses. Have you guys heard of Moses? Let my people go, right? And so uh, I, I want, in the story of Moses is, is this, is that you know, his freedom that he found wasn't just for him. It was for, for him to go back and free all of Israel that was enslaved by Egypt. Right? So your freedom in your life, when God frees your heart and frees your soul from whatever you're entrapped by, whatever sin you're enslaved in, that when God sets you free from that, you're now actually called to go into to other people's lives and bring freedom to their life. So what is that? That's that seed dying to itself and multiplying in somebody else's life and somebody else's heart. That's called evangelism. Right? And we're all called and we're all, we're all called to the Great Commission. So story of Moses and as he's getting ready to go do this God is kind of taking him through this process where he sees a burning bush and he has all these experiences with God before he actually goes to uh, Egypt to, and speaks to Pharaoh and so it says this Moses answered what if what if they don't believe me and or don't want to listen to what I have to say Lord and then the Lord appeared to him and said he said to him he said take your hand and, and or take your he said what's in your hand and he and he said it's a staff it's a it's a, it's a you know like a staff like a cane 
or a, a rod, right? And so, so in, in those days, the, the staff or the rod was like a sign of authority, right? So they used that to like correct the sheep if they're herders. They used that kings use that as their scepters. And so in, in order to demoralize a king, they would cut their thumb off so they couldn't properly hold their staff or their or their you know the the rod in their hand. As in, like this is a king's like I'm. Bam, it's kind of like the gavel, you know, like it hits the ground. And this is my authority. This is what I say. And so, so, the, so the, the staff represents authority. And so the Lord told Moses, he said, take that staff and throw it on the ground. And so when he took the staff, he threw it on the ground, and the staff immediately turned into a snake. Now, how many guys would be like, <laughs> no? I would. I'd be like, hey, I ain't touching that thing. No. But then God was like this. He takes it up. He takes it up a notch. He's like, yeah, that's a snake. And if it didn't freak you out that it went from a stick of wood to, to a snake, now I want you to actually go and grab it by the tail. And Moses is like, Are you kidding me? What? And so and so so Moses is like, all right. So then he grabs the snake by the tail, and this and the snake immediately turns back into a rod again. And so so then God so that doesn't freak you out. Then then God's like this. He's like, all right, Moses, take your hand. And stuff it into your cloak. So like take your hand and put it into your jacket, right? And so he takes his hand, he puts it into his jacket, and he pulls it out, and his hand is covered in leprosy. Leprosy was like a horrible skin deteriorating, eating, eating your skin disease. Your skin would just fall off. Like you, I'd be talking to you, and my ears just like fall off on the ground, and my nose would just fall off, and you're like, dude, you're losing your face falling. I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, your, your face is falling, like pick it up you know and so so like so like leprosy so he pulls his hand out and it's like oh my gosh i got this disease sores are all over his hand he's freaking out and then and it's like gray colored it looks like it's dying and then god said this he said now take your hand and stuff it back into your cloak or your coat so he puts his hand back in and he takes it back out and it's completely brand new like brand new skin right and so what what is this story i mean he's getting ready to do these things that like I mean, he's getting ready to go talk to Pharaoh, which was like the, like the, the ruler of Egypt, and say, you need to release all of Israel, that, that you have all your slaves, you need to release them. Now, how many know, like, when you have a business, you don't want to just, like, tell your workers to go home, right? Because you want to keep producing, right? And so, still, so Pharaoh is like, I ain't letting them go. Like, no, it's not going to happen, right? And so, so Moses, Moses has, is trying to get the courage up to go do this. Right, and so what? what is, so what is a staff turning into a snake, and then back to a rod, or or his hand going into its cloak and becoming leprosy, and then going back in and then coming back out, completely like clean and, and, and fresh? What does that have to do with any of what I'm saying? I'm saying this is that when Moses threw the the rod on the ground, he he, he threw his authority on the ground. And then it turned into a snake. And snakes in, in, in the biblical time talk about serpents. It, rep- it can represent sin. It can represent like destruction. It can represent like the sinful nature of human humanity. And so what is he doing? He was getting, he was getting to the sinful nature or, or the sin out of his authority. And he, then he grabbed it again. And then the Bible actually calls his staff from then on out. They call it the rod of God. So it was like God's authority is now in this staff. Right, and so then the other part was he put his hand in his cloak and then pulled it out and it was leprous. Then he put it back and then he pulled it out again and it was completely clean. What is that saying? They're saying this: there's things inside of his heart that were like diseased or, or leprous to his soul, and God was showing him that he's he's not only is he giving giving him the rod of authority. Now, when when Moses parted the sea, what did he do? He raised the rod. How did, how did, how did the sea split? Because he was using the authority of God. He was no longer using his authority. 
He could never have done what God called him to do if he was using that, using his authority, his ability, his willpower, his strength to resist, his 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 initiative to go do, his drive, all the things. That, well, how many of you guys know that? Like when you're when you in the, in our culture, we actually do something to get something. If you do your chores, you get an allowance, or you just get a high five. In my house, you just get a high five. <laughs> you don't get an allowance because I, hey, I, I pay for your food I put clothes on your back I pay the electricity like you have a place to live thank Jesus that you're with me amen right that's what I, that's what I tell my kids uh, my, my daughter's 18 now she lives in her own house and she, she's blessed her now she's Zach's responsibility <laughs> right but Elijah in my house like, like he doesn't get an allowance but boy he gets whatever he wants right but, but he does chores and, and he, he earns his keep, right? And so sometimes we live, we live in a society where we, like, we do things to get things. But how many of you guys know that there's a free gift of salvation through Christ Jesus? That you don't have to earn it, you just receive it, right? If you can earn it, then you wouldn't need Jesus to go to the cross and die for you so that you, you can have freedom from your sin or the desires or the appeal of it or the want to do it. Right, And that, that changes when you submit and release and yield your heart to God. He starts to change and transform your heart so the desires of your heart change so you no longer desire to do those things any longer. Because your heart is for one, and His name is Jesus. Everybody say this. Say, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't feel that. I, I was a little quiet. Just a little louder. Say, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> so the staff represents the authority, and God was getting rid of the, the snake or getting, the, uh, getting the, the, uh, the fake authority out of that. And then, uh, then God changing Moses' heart and, and, and shaping him. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 10, 10, 10 through 12, it says this, We always carry around in our bodies the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal bodies. So then death is at work in so so death is at work in us, but life is also at work in us as well. So what is that saying? It's saying this I join my life to Jesus Christ in both his death and his resurrection. Meaning this, that, that, that I, I'm no longer alive to sin, but I'm dead to sin and now I'm alive in Christ Jesus. That my new life in Christ Jesus, my born again nature. And like, it was funny because when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, Nicodemus was like, wait a minute, born again? Like, I'm, I'm an old man here. So you're, you're, you want me to go back into my mother's womb and then be born again? And Jesus is like, no. No, that's weird. <laughs> That's weird. And Nicodemus is like, yeah, I thought that was weird too. And, and, and Jesus is like, no, you, you're born again in, in your spirit, in your mind, in your heart. When I say heart, I'm not talking about the muscle in your chest. I'm talking about the core of who you are. The, your, your will. What is your will? It's, it's, where you, it's where you say yes or you say no. Right? Your will is where you, I will to do this or I will not to do this. <laughs> right? How many guys will not to most of the time? <laughs> Thanks, Josiah. I, I, I kind of figured that was the case. But, but so, so, so we, we want to bend our will to God. And what does that look like? That looks like humility. It looks like saying, God, what did Jesus say before he went to the cross? 
God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to the cross. This is scary. I don't want to go die. I don't want to do this. And he said, not my will, but yours. Right? So Jesus was willing to bid his will to follow what his father was asking him to do. Now, I want to point this out because I heard a guy say this earlier today on a message I was listening to. It said this. Sometimes in the process that we are in with God, we get kind of like frustrated. Like, I'm not doing as good as I want to be doing. I'm not there yet. Even Jesus, just I want to take some pressure off of you. Even Jesus, as a, as a man, this is God in, in, in man form, it took 30 years before he actually started his ministry. It took a 30-year process for Jesus to only have a ministry for three years. I mean, that takes some pressure off of me because it took Jesus 30 years to get ready to go be baptized and then go do what, what his father's asking him to do and then change the world through what he's doing. Then that takes the pressure off of me. I don't have to perform. I just have to allow the Holy Spirit to work in me by my submission, my yielding to him and allowing him to be God. So it, it, it says this, it says that we carry around both in our bodies death and resurrection of Christ in us so that so you can see both the, the life in me and so much you can also see like, hey, I was once this, I once lived like that, but God showed up and showed his, his self to me and now I get to live like this and you get to see the nature of God in my life. And so we, we, we can eliminate our desire for sin by our pursuit of oneness with Jesus. In, in my, my life versus this, it says this, I've been crucified with Christ, or I've died with Christ. So I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loves me and delivered himself up for me. Everybody say, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Oh man, he loves you. Like, like, you see the bumper sticker, you see the t-shirts, you see the people, oh, Jesus loves you, you're like... No, no, no. I don't think we understand what he, what he, what, what, he, he, he really loves you. So much so that he would lay his life down for you on the cross. So you can have eternal life with the Father. And not just eternal life with the Father, but you can actually have a life right now with the Prince of Peace, Jesus, through his Holy Spirit working on the inside of you. Love, joy, peace. Patience, goodness, kind. So you can have the fruits of the Spirit working on the inside of you through your joining your heart with Jesus. It's no longer about you trying to be a good person, you white-knuckle gripping it, being better, doing better, any one of those things, but it's all about you saying yes to Jesus and no sin. Amen? Amen. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Put your hands out in a receiving manner. I'm going to pray over you really quick. Father, I thank you this morning that, that, that our hearts are completely yielded to you. I thank you that we don't do anything outside of you, Lord. That we live a life yielded to your presence. Yielded to your spirit, Lord. Because it's your spirit that gives us strength, Lord. It's, we renew our strength in Christ Jesus, not in ourselves, God. We encourage ourselves in the Lord. Father, I thank you this morning that it's all about you and it's not about me. It's not about us, God, but it's all about you doing what you do in our lives. This morning, everybody say this. Say, I humble myself. Before Jesus, so that He can live through my life. Father, I bless each student in this room. I ask as they go out this week that, that you just shine your mercies on them this week and you show them your goodness and your nature every single day. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Awesome. So this week, 